Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News Defenders of the Earth Defenders The Weekly Planet The Weekly Planet Welcome back everybody to The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday And with me as always, my guys, Nick Mason Hey, it was too normal, so I have to be like, I had to be like, whoa, I'm crazy. Also, you that know? was crazy too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I have to be more normal. Yeah, you got to be more normal because I think, I think when there's a duo, people require like a, a contrast, don't exactly. they? Exactly. So you've decided to be wild and crazy guy yep. today. That's right. Now That's normally me. I'm wild and crazy. It's guy, true. So you're going to have to really ramp yeah. it up, I think. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. All right. That's too far. <laughs> if you could. I'm leaning on my chair. Damn, dude, that's dangerous. Stop it. I actually do love leaning on my chair. Legit. Claire's always like, stop leaning on your chair. You're going to fall over and bash your head. And I'm like, I haven't yet, have I, though? Like in like in the kitchen. I'm, I'm yeah, 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 man. No, I've been in that. That's dangerous, I know, man. but I, I do it. I'm calling the cops on you, man. What? For what? For being dangerous. <laughs> you could crack your head. I'm crazy. You, so you take two... Yes, take two sometimes. legs of the chair off the... Sometimes, Damn, yeah. dude. Yeah. Wow. It's from my school days. Wow. You know? Teachers were always like, don't land in your chair. And I was like, fuck you. Like I said that under my breath. Whoa. You know? <laughs> James, I'm going to have to take wild and crazy guy from you today and take it back because my it's wild and crazy. Ahead. Yeah, it's getting out of hand. I've given you too much power and I'm going to be a very sane and normal and sensible wild and crazy. All right? <laughs> okay, all right. Like a, a, like a responsible level. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Whoa, dudes. <laughs> Surfing after? After the show? You Sensibly? That's <laughs> Maybe in a wave pool. Wet wetsuit, life life jacket, that little cable that attaches your your leg to the to the board. Yeah, yeah. Well you always have the cable. It's also a boogie board, it's not a surfboard. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, so this week we are going to talk about the live action one piece series. Yeah. But leading up to that, we've got a bunch of news, including uh, some updates in terms of how Warner Brothers are doing in relation to profits and losses this year. Interesting. Um, but you know, they they're looking at the writer strike and they're going, This is why we're not doing well. And, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We're also going to talk about some stuff that's been cancelled over at Warner Brothers. Uh-oh. We're also going to get into a big Rotten Tomatoes scandal from this week. That's right. I saw that. Yeah. It's not, like, so much specifically Rotten Tomatoes, but it's how it can be gamed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get right into that. And who is to blame for all the bad scores that your favourite movies might be getting, for That's example. That's right. You know? Exactly. Uh, we're also going to talk about who the top choice seems to be for Secret Wars. What do you mean? Like the, the director. Did I oh, say that? No, you the didn't director. Say Who's the top choice? The top choice, we're, yeah. We're gonna, for audience? Yeah. They're vetting the audience. That's now. right. You're not allowed yeah. in. You're going to pass a test. They're going to ask you a quiz. Yep. They're going to ask you a series of quiz questions about all the previous movies. Mm-mm. 
And all you have to say is, they're great. They're great. Yeah. I love them. Did, when you did your driving test, yeah. did they, did, was there like... Do you a, like driving? It's great. I love it. You've passed. <laughs> they, they, were, they did a like a... They did like um when I did it they did like a like an little electronic thing where you, it's like a simulator yeah I did do that have, yeah but the the guy, the driving instructor was just like just wait two seconds and push the button <laughs> they're all the same just wait two seconds and push the button yeah yeah it was that wasn't it yeah because yeah. it was also like early two thousands ish you know what yeah, I mean so yeah. the touchscreen technology oh was my not god it's not quite there yeah, yeah was it yeah. I remember I got I I'd drive directly into the truck just just hit the brakes I lost a bunch of points. On the test, yeah, not dry, like where I got downgraded. I still passed, okay, because it started bucketing down, and I came to a roundabout. Oh, this is in real life. This is in real life, and I couldn't see, yeah, because it was all like the whole thing fogged up, and I had to wait for an unfog, and I couldn't see any cars. And I'm like, oh, you stopped unnecessarily, ooh, yeah. And I'm like, fuck you, like, <laughs> under your breath, yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> but I passed, so I was like, whatever, like, who cares? But yeah, Whoa. I think about that, and I'm like, that's unfair. I was being sa- what? Just drive out? I'm a maniac. Yeah, I'm a crazy. No, I'm not anymore. Am I? Not <laughs> You're doing. not allowed. Yeah. Anyway, used up all your crazy points. <laughs> also, I'm downgrading. So far, you're still going to pass. <laughs> okay, cool. But you've lost some points. We're gonna go. We've, we've got names for every episode of What If coming up. Oh, do we? It's okay. Yeah, they, those have uh, come out. I saw a list maybe yesterday. Yeah, and they looked badly structured. They like are the bad, ti- yeah. Okay, the titles look very badly structured. I'm like, this seems fake. They might just be right. like ideas, I guess. Placeholders, maybe. yeah. Placeholders, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about Taylor Swift again, the the big the big show that's happening. I love that. Are we, are we, are we, um, right. Yeah, we're pivoting. We're pivoting to yeah. Taylor Swift content. It's incredibly popular. The so Swifty that's, Planet. That's where we go. Uh, the Swifty S- Planet's good because we can talk about Taylor Swift and also stealing things from stores. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's big at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I've seen like, in a lot of videos There's like hot that. tips on yeah. stealing. Uh, trailers for Gen V, a new Godzilla movie, and no one can save you. Mm. Another Pirates movie is maybe happening. Ooh. The, the Pirates of the Caribbean ones, and then One Piece, of course. Let's start off with this. Though. Oh, there's time codes below. Collins, who edits this, he's, he's happy enough to sort it, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> for now. For now, yeah. Uh, this is by Deadline. So Warner Brothers Discovery said on their Monday, September 5th meeting that the company is looking to lose approximately three to $500 million in EBITDA. <laughs> Which is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Mm. Because uh, you might be like, why? Is it because they no, had I'm a not series concerned. of bonds? I don't, I don't need to know. No? <laughs> okay, this is for everybody else. Okay. Like, because like Barbie did well. Yes. But then most of their other properties have bombed. Like uh, Shazam bombed, The Flash bombed, Blue Beetle bombed, the movie Air, that one the about shoes. the shoes. They're like, we're going to make this shoe for Michael Jordan or he'll kill us. It's that yeah. kind of tension in that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's really like high stakes and it's yeah. like, it's just a shoe relax. And we, we know you made the shoe. Yeah, you made it. A lot of us are wearing that shoe currently. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's fine. So, so, um, Did they make the shoe? <laughs> Hang on, I'll just look down. They did make the they shoe. Made at I, least, I can leave. Yeah, they, I can leave now. They made at least two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they made two size eights. <laughs> they didn't fit Michael Jordan and he was bad. <laughs> so... Like the suggestion was from David Zaslav, normal man, brothers. Yep, that it's not to do with any of the properties. It was specifically the ongoing uh, writers and actors strike is costing them money. That must hurt. Mm, Yeah, I can can only imagine. I mean, it's not costing him money personally. No, because he's like five hundred. He's making about that amount of money. (laughs) Yeah, in Mm. bonuses and so forth. Insane, right? So yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah, they could essentially eliminate that loss by not giving him. 
his $200 million oh, bonus yeah. or whatever it is. Like, that would cut out a huge chunk of that. I think you might now be you, right. Now you think about it. It is weird how it doesn't work, like, if a studio does poorly, they're just like, here's your $100 million yeah. for the year. Yeah. That's wild. Like, yeah. what job is it where, like, really bad stuff, actually, here's more money? Yeah. Well, it's a kick in the can down the road situation, isn't it? Is, it is, isn't it? Like, yeah, the yeah. Cut, like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but the next quarter, will be, you know, the, the quarterly report, it's like, well, we cut all these costs, here's your, here's your money. Yeah. Like, it's, it's whoever gets... It's whoever gets caught holding the bag in like five years yeah. when there's no more to cut and they're not making any it's money. It's like whoever has to push through Brexit, you know what I mean? Mm. Kicking the can down the road. <laughs> That's right. Until they're eventually like, I can't believe this person botched Brexit or whatever. Mm. And it's like, this is all rotten, like through and through. Yeah. Anyway, enough Brexit talk, if you don't <laughs> mind, Mason. I don't know why you brought that up. Let's move on to this in a segment of the show called Cancelled, more like Schmancelled, as in Cancelled. Uh, here's some things that were cancelled this week by Dead. Cancelled more like Schmantle, less than cancelled. Yes. I like that. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, That's okay. good. That's catchy. We put on a t-shirt. Definitely. Mm. So if you get cancelled, which is very common these days, you could buy the certainly. t-shirt. Yeah, so I think that's a little. If you're little in celebrity jail, yeah, like or real jail, real, real jail, you can wear it in there. Yeah, mm, absolutely. They'd probably give you your own clothes, like different clothes. But yeah, if you're allowed to bring in your own t-shirt, you <laughs> yeah, could potentially right. wear that. Yeah. Uh, now, look, we, we do give you an orange prison jumpsuit, but you are allowed to wear your own T-shirts. You're allowed to pick a slogan T-shirt. You can reveal at opportune moments, for yeah, example. Absolutely. You know? Some people go with the better out than in. You know, that's yeah. fun for sure, prison. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. One tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. That's a good one, yeah. Kiss the chef you could go with, for example. Where's the beef? That's yeah. a classic. Kiss the chef as in the guy who learned to cook steak on a toilet or whatever. That's right. Well, that's what it says on the back. It's, it says toilet chef man. But you can't tell because the, you're wearing the jumps. Anyway, it's not important. That's right, yeah. So anyways, this is by deadline. Warner Brothers Television has moved in to suspend the remaining overall deals with some of its top creators. Oh, no. It's a cost-cutting measure because I don't know if you know because of the writer strike, they lost $500 million apparently. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how reliable the source was, but I heard about it. So the list includes... Some would say the source often doesn't know what numbers are. Sure, yeah. what they mean. Yeah, so absolutely. Unreliable. Yeah. Uh, a complete, like, skewed concept of reality. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I can see how you think that. The list includes Greg Belanti Productions, who started the CW stuff. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Lawrence's Doozer Productions. He's responsible. Scrubs. For scrubs and that new one. Oh, he did... Uh, Extra Scrubs. Extra Scrubs. He Double did, Scrubs. You know, he did Ted Lasso, but he did Shrinking as well, I think. Oh. Which one was Shrinking? The one where Harrison Ford's like, I'm a gruff psychologist. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jason's... Jason Spateman, whatever Jason you are. Jason Spateman. Spateman. That's right. I'm a rough psychologist. I'm going to tell you the truth. You Jason Siegel. Thank you. I think. Yes. Yeah. Mindy Kaling's Kaling International. JJ mm. Abrams' Bad Robot is also in the process of being notified, apparently. What are they even in doing? In the process? It's weird because like, I thought about... They can't cancel my deal if they can't find me, JJ Abrams. I've been trying to... I, like, I was doing like, some... Not intentionally, but just some rough research in a document about what he's been doing since Star Wars. Because he's gotten a numerous, very large deals. Yeah, and things that were in place before that. that yeah. It's like, which of the... What do you... I don't, and he did that Spider-Man comic with his son for a minute. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I don't... I Like, is he laying low? Like, I don't know. This is even before the strikes. Like, mm. what, is, what is he up to? I think he really got, like... Hurt from what happened in the last Star Wars, like emotionally. Yeah, definitely. What do you so, mean, yeah. like rep- reputationally? I think that, and also I think it, like, I mean, if you release that, and then that was the response, mm. like, even if you were proud of it, you'd be like, "Oh, fucked up here, didn't I?" You know, because I remember I saw an interview beforehand that was like, "We spent a long time trying to figure out how we're going to crack this, and I think we've nailed it. I think we've actually nailed this ending." Yeah, and just like, it's just not that at all. Yeah, and I mean, so that, I, that would sting, you know. And I guess 
I guess to a certain extent, it, it was a case of a lot of people didn't like the Last Jedi, so let's let's do a course. Correction. Oh yeah, it's not even just him. That's not. And yeah, he yeah. came in so late. Like, well, that's so true. Late in the day, and yeah. I think probably, I mean, you're probably right, but I, I imagine the this the situation was well, okay, this is massive damage control, and you've got to do this and this and this, and you've got to make everybody happy. Yeah. And I guess to some extent, he probably went, "What's well, a tough call?" But I know what I'm doing, and I think yeah. I can stick the landing on this. Yeah, because and then he did. everyone hated it. Yeah, because he did like for the Force Awakens. Mm. I know people. Like, we've talked about it, but like it did what it was supposed to do. A lot of people saw it and liked it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm not talking like, uh, it's just like the other. I know all that. But people, if you ask a normal person, they're like, yeah, it was fun or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You hey, ask the Millennium a, Falcon. Remember yeah. they found the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. He brought it back. Like, yeah. he really did. And it made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, but it, Which is also because it's Star Wars. But anyway. Uh, John Wells production. So he is, was he makes Wells. in June. He makes Wells. Yeah, weird. I don't know why. But um, he should <laughs> make Water Towers. The- yeah. oh. Should he not? <laughs> Maybe they're connected. Maybe it's the source of the water in the tower. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He, yeah, he did like ER and stuff, I believe, and like the West Wing, I think. Anything in the present day? Great question. Let's have a look. Okay. He also might not be any of that. I might, yeah. <laughs> might have just imagined. We might uncover something. We might, you know, uncover, uncover a big deal here. Oh, John Wells, our story. No thanks. I'll just go to the Wikipedia. Here we go. Uh, early life, et cetera. Boring. 67. He looks like a guy who reads Tom Clancy novels. Nice. Uh, so he has done... So he did the show called Trinity. He did Third Watch. He did The West Wing, ER, obviously. Southland, people like that maybe. Okay. Animal Kingdom, there you go. Oh, the TV series. Okay. Shameless. I should watch Shameless. People okay, like Shameless, right. don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, the Company Men. Don't know what that is. August, oh, these are films. August Osage County. I know the name, but I've never seen Love it. Love and Mercy. No. Nah. Burnt. Remember where Bradley Cooper's like, like I'm a vet. This is I'm my vanity import- project chef thing. I'm an important chef. We're both doing the. <laughs> we're doing that. We're both doing shaking a pan of some sort. <laughs> onions, probably. Mine had eggs in it for some reason. Why are you shaking eggs? I don't know, man. Mine was sautéing onions. Okay, well I was sautéing eggs. <laughs> but no, as we of, learned that from the bear. Yeah, that's right. As of late, uh, he was executive producer on Doom Annihilation. That was in 2019. So that was the last kind of movie wow. thing. And that one that looks like a fan film. On Made, it was on the Made was apparently really good, like a really like harrowing. Yeah, Claire really liked Made. Um, and there's something that was TB that's TBD called Key New Road. Okay, I don't know. What right, that is so. Well, know. I recognize some of those. Yeah, like certainly. Yeah, these are like a lot. Yeah. of These are huge. Yeah. 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 Mm. Anyway, suspended. Oh, <laughs> good luck, idiot. Uh, Chuck Law's production deal was Chuck suspe- Lorray. Lorray, sorry. Okay, was, the two and a half men. Guys. Yes, was yeah. suspended in the first wave in May. So there were waves of this okay. that happened. So wait, what May? Did we? Did they strike in May? I don't. know. It's been maybe. It's been one hundred and twenty-eight, twenty-five. I don't know. As long as we're having a good time, which we are. I think we are on this show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, this is we're having a wild and crazy yeah. time. It is. Steady on them. Not me, though. All all your chair legs on the ground. <laughs> all of them. I'm on one leg now. Oh, come that's on, mate. Even Actually, that's, that's, you're, def- you're defying the laws of physics there, aren't I? Even I don't like this. Who <laughs> no. Yeah. But, yeah, it's still, like, I mean, there was updates about the writer's strike and the actor's strike this week, but it's just not happening mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. It's still, like, there were interviews from various... Studio heads are just like we hope that it's fair for everybody and whatever, and sure. it's just it's stall, it's completely. Stalled. We're willing to do anything yeah. except pay people. So, <laughs> if you got any other suggestions, though, mm. we're open. Yeah, maybe a foosball table in the break room. Oh yeah, we can do that. Okay, yeah, and ever all the hundreds of writers can share it. Yeah, maybe some bean bags. 
Oh, beanbag. Imagine being at work, but you're on your laptop and you're in a beanbag. Oh, my God. Maybe you're on one of those chairs like that's like an egg, like hung from the roof, like half an egg. Egg chair hung in. from the roof? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. The perfect office conditions. Mm. I got friends who work in like those kind of spaces and a lot of like corporate gigs do that, like banks huh. and accounting firms and whatever. And like roving desks, and they're like, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Sounds Cause, that like way. you don't know where you're gonna sit. You yeah. gotta book every room. You don't have like a place to like yeah. put all your stuff. And if they rotate your desk all the time, you can't put your little bobbleheads. Exactly. What are you gonna put it out and put it there every day? You'd forget it one day to be yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone put it in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What to cook a steak on it? <laughs> Presumably. Well, <laughs> that's the fuel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. More Rotten Tomatoes, mo problems. That's oh, what I that's say. correct, isn't it? Uh, I, bot- I botched that, but, you know, you get the idea. Now, there's a big Rotten Tomatoes scandal this week, and that's this right. was uncovered by Vulture in an article titled The Decomposition of Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Now, they're making the claim that Bunker 15, which is a PR firm I've never heard of, mm. have been deliberately manipulating the Rotten Tomatoes scores for multiple movies. The one they're talking about specifically was a 2018 Hamlet retelling starring Daisy Ridley called Ophelia. Mm. I've never heard of this. I remember it. Uh, I remember the release of it. But I remember I... the stellar reception it got. Yes. 62%. Yeah. And we'll talk about how it got there. Yeah. So what basically they've been doing, allegedly, is in response to the most negative criticisms of this film in particular, Bunker 15, alleged, allegedly, allegedly. Con- I like allegedly. allegedly uh, I like allegedly. I like Let's it too. That. Yeah. Contacted a number of self-published critics months later and offered them, and uh, a month after it was it premiered, or like can or whatever, yeah. and offered them upwards of $50 to watch and review <laughs> Ophelia. More so, input from different critics is exactly, what Exactly. That's how they know? framed it. They didn't mm. say... Here's $50 and say say nice things, but that was basically Mm. it. In October of that year, an employee of the company emailed a prospective reviewer about Ophelia and said, it's a Sundance film, and the feeling is that it's been treated a bit harshly by some critics. I'm sure sky-high expectations were the culprit, no doubt. Mm, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the teams involved feel like it would benefit from more input, as you said, from different Mm. critics, yeah. Uh, The the Bunker 15 employee asked about this, uh, said, of course, journalists are free to uh, write whatever they like, but that... Super nice ones often agreed not to publish bad reviews on their usual websites, but to instead quarantine them on a smaller blog that Rotten Tomatoes never sees. I think it's a cool thing to do. That is cool. So, so the it's indie, idea, it's underground. Yeah, yeah. So the idea being is if you normally write for a certain publication and you would have said that this movie was bad, yeah. Uh, instead, you'd start a new blog on Tumblr or something where you put the reviews of stuff you don't like that. Gets no traffic. Perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. It's got zero SEO. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, yeah, apparently as a result of this, it was originally... Because, you know, a lot of movies do live and die by that rotten score. Like that is I mean, a- supposedly or allegedly? Uh, There's never been yeah. any really extensive research, I mean, I'm sure right? there would have been, right? But I don't, I don't know. I yeah. think a lot of it is... I mean, it's a number of things. It's marketing, it's... Yeah. Who's in it? It's, you know, it depends on what it costs to make. You know, it, mm. it's it's a number of things. Whether there are ads on buses. Yes, that's right. So forth. That's exactly it. Yeah. Now, it climbed, though, Ophelia to 62%, flipping that's from fresh. rotten to fresh. Yeah. And the next month, the distributor IFC Films announced that it had acquired the, uh, the rights to release it in the US. So what that also did yes. was basically give that movie... Enough juice. Enough juice to, to get distribution. Mm. And which maybe, and I, I haven't seen it, maybe it's an amazing movie and and fully worthy of the 62% that it, mm. that it received. <laughs> That's right. That, That's exactly you know, that right. It, 
might not have happened like that. So if you look at the box office, any even I'm just looking at the box office here, it made $242,000. So I don't think any of this really worked anyway. No. no. Uh, but yeah, that's fascinating. So uh, Bunker 15 founder Daniel Harler, he came out swinging. He said, wow, <laughs> you are really reaching there. But he's swinging. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're really reaching there, and if you reach too far and I punch you, that's actually your fault because I'm just standing here punching. So I'm not punching you. You're reaching in front of my punches. We have thousands of writers in our, uh, on our, in our distribution list. A small handful have set up the specific system where filmmakers can sponsor or pay to have them review a film. Vulture also reached out to Rotten Tomatoes, and since then the website has de- delisted a handful of Bunker 15's movies, including Ophelia. Rotten Tomatoes says it prohibits reviewing based on financial in- on a financial incentive. I mean, we talk about this every time there's a premiere. Yeah. And it's like every, almost exclusively, it's like this, and it's also comic book movies mostly. Uh-huh. It's like this comic, this has changed the game. This is the best since The Dark Knight. Marvel's mm. done it again. Yeah. You know, if you love the MCU, they're back on for It's like that. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. Every, But that is... That is also that's a response to I think people going to the premiere and they get to get a photo with the rock and whatever. Yeah, absolutely. but then I think as a result of that, then if you after those social media reactions and the reviews come out and then that I feel like that's for fairly accurate reflection a yeah, lot of the time. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean we all look at it. I mean if you're listening to this, you probably look at it. Yeah. I assume like we use it. But I but I we we I think like James. First of all, we're above it all as as you know. We see the whole. But plan. I think you, we look at the Rotten Tomatoes score and I think. We look at the user reviews. That's exactly right. Psychos. But I think it's like the, the interesting thing I think about the critics reviews versus the user reviews. I think it's pretty apparent generally if it has a really low critic score and a quite a high user score. Yeah. You can divine the real, like the... Batman Superman. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> That's, it's the idea of like, okay, well, obviously it's... Fans who are super hyped yeah. to see a certain thing. Like it's a very much a franchise thing, and they 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 are there to have fun. And it's often the, the you know they're the super enthusiastic people who go opening day or what yeah. have you. And then the the critics, it's you know yeah, absolutely. Oh, what what I liked about this article is there were a bunch of like I think interesting quotes about it. Okay, um, one was from Martin Scorsese. It says about Ron Tomatoes. Uh, it reduces the director to a content manufacturer and the viewer to an unadventurous consumer. And then Brett Ratner says, it's the destruction of our business. Now, Brett Ratner, yeah. is Rotten Tomatoes the destruction of your business? Or is it the fact that when you go to your Wikipedia page, there's a whole tab that says sexual assault allegations? You think, Which one could it be? You think maybe the thing that's collapsing the industry that is Brett Ratner for Brett Ratner mm. is the time that he would like... He would go to a buffet on a film set and he'd put his hands down the front of his pants and then, like, touch all the shrimp. It might be that, yeah. Which is the thing that he did allegedly. Yeah, it might be that. <laughs> might be him outing actors or whatever. Yeah, gay. Okay. It yeah. might be those things. Just as, as a funny joke, Yeah, Brett Ratner. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Maybe it's all the terrible movies he's made also. Maybe the terrible movies he made. <laughs> there was one here from Paul Schr- There's a couple here from Paul Schrader. Okay. Um, who is, a, you know, a, a somewhat controversial filmmaker, but I think, you know, generally... He, he's a What's guy. He made? Who, well, he wrote Taxi Driver. All right, and he wrote a. He directed a bunch of sort of Taxi Driver esque movies. He directed the cat, the Card Counter, which was that. Oh, I gotta watch the Card Counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Master Gardener. Yeah, yeah. American Gigolo, nineteen eighty. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know this guy. So Schrader said the studios didn't invent Rotten Tomatoes, and most of them don't like it. But the system is broken. Audiences are dumber. Normal people don't go through reviews like they used to. Rotten Tomatoes is something the studios can game, so they do. Yeah, I remember when Rotten Tomatoes first became a thing. Yeah. I would go 
to the page and I would look at all the good and bad reviews and I would click through and read them. Yes. But no, but I don't, I don't do that anymore. No, you no. Know? I mean, I, I do. I'll skim quotes. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But there was another, there's another Schrader quote in here somewhere. I'll find it. Uh, oh, here, here we go. Also, there are, Rotten Tomatoes is owned by Flickstar, which was acquired by Warner Brothers in 2011. And it used to be Fandango. Yeah. So it's a parent. Yeah. So and now Comcast own it, maybe? Right. Great. No, Warner Brothers retain, retained a mi- minority stake. Okay. So, yeah. It's, it's also owned by a bunch of these. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I like it. I think it's cool when you go it's there. It's cool. Yeah. God, I'm going to find yeah, Give me one second. I'm going to find it. Okay. One second's up. Oh, already. come on, mate. Come on. Come on, mate. Though. Just frying up these onions while I'm waiting. You can cut this out, Collings. <laughs> I'm flipping them. Oh, here it is. So this is from Schrader again. Okay. It says, I read some reviews of my own films where the writer might say that he doesn't think that I pull something off, but boy, is it interesting in the way that I don't pull it off. Said Schrader, a formal critic, which he was. To me, oh. that's a good review, but it would count as a negative on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, you know, yeah. And I think we we try to do that. You know, We love yeah. a big swing and we like the idea that... You know, we might go, oh, I didn't like this movie, but there was a great scene yeah. or there was a great performance by this guy or what a great line or a great joke or, like, what action sequence was good. You know, it's or worth like it this, for that. Uh, this isn't for me, but I can see how, like, mm. yeah, this would totally work for somebody yeah, yeah. else, you know. But it's interesting. I, if, if, I, if I remember correctly, don't Rotten Tomatoes contributors get to decide what if their review is fresh or rot? Yeah, you do put you, that You in. flick a switch, it's basically. basically like a yes or a no. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like a thumbs up, thumbs down situation. But isn't that just the, the, the economy, the gig economy we live in or whatever? Isn't it though? Yeah, isn't it though? Yes, anyway, it is. It is, yeah. I, I mean, look, the way that I always judge a movie before I see it. It's, <laughs> you always judge a movie before I always before judge a movie before it? I see it and I wow. stick to that opinion, is that I, there are people that I follow mm-hmm. and I and I often also I don't – Actually, I don't even do this anymore, I would say, because I don't read reviews before I watch a movie. Uh, yeah, right. It influence me. But what I would do if I'm not going to see something or yeah. I don't need to immediately review it, I'll just go to those people. And I'll be like, yeah. well, I know what they like and I know what I like. Yeah. And we're not always on the same page, but at least I know specifically what they're that's talking true. about. That's true, yeah. yeah that's um, what I – I think if you're looking for, like – if you're looking for, like, an idea of what to go into mm. – and, you know, people that – it's expensive. Yeah, so, it is, you, yeah. sh- you know, you should, you know yeah. – then you, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, I rec- I think that's a good idea as well. Mm. You pick some reviewers that you it, – it's not even that they necessarily agree with you or no. your taste is the same. It's that they give you enough information to know whether you will like the movie or not. Yeah. There's a reviewer, I think he's on Uproxx, he's called Vince Mancini. Yes. And I will read his reviews and oftentimes I don't – I disagree with his opinion of the movie. Yeah. But I feel like he always gives the the amount of information I need to be like, oh, that's – this will be perfect for me, kind of thing. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. Like I like Komodo Mayo. Like I, yeah, I watch, mm-hmm. and I'll often watch them now after. Like mm. I'll, I'll review something. He also does a podcast with um, Jack Howard as well, who I really mm. like as well. Um, his review. So yeah, there's a number of people. If you know, but people just have a route around. Have a route around. Yeah, find your own Komodo Mayo. Exactly. Also, a lot of the stuff that I like, I watch the reviews of like much later, where it can mm. be broken down like six months to a year later and go, oh, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I should have thought of that when I reviewed it. I'll take that and pass it off as my own <laughs> opinion. I think that's oh, good. Yeah. Upon some reflection, <laughs> I've thought this, and by the reflection I mean I, I listen to Commodore Mayo. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, so Commodore Mayo makes me think of eating mayo on the toilet. Sure. I think that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. It's the perfect situation to uh, eating, watch a movie. Eating jail-made <laughs> mayonnaise on the toilet. That's correct. So this is via My Time to Shine Hello who says, Sources confirmed 
The this Sam- is your new. This is your current favorite. This is what's coming up. Yeah, he's, he's doing who he, she, they. I don't know who this is. It's doing some big scoops. <laughs> your favorite rat. That's right. Confirmed that Sam Raimi is Marvel's top choice to direct Secret Wars. Now I think mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. I mean, look at the Spider-Man movies he made. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't think this, but I think his Doctor Strange movie is really good. I think so too. He's, it's a lot of fun, and it's uh-huh. and it's fun because that and it's not all him because there's the other things you have to do, but there is a lot of him in it mm. and you don't often get that. That's true. In, you know, comic book movies or blockbusters in general. Mm-hmm. Like you see it, he's got a, there's a moment where he's got like a cape of ghouls. That's you know? true, yeah. There's just, yeah. There's, good, there's good stuff in that movie. I, I, I think it's probably the strongest movie that there has been in this new. Whatever phase s- we're in currently. Slate, whatever mm. we're in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Ooh. In this humble critic's opinion. Wow, you mean, you mean Komodo and Mayo's opinion. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's been exactly six months, James. <laughs> what do you think though? I think that's a pretty good choice, yeah. He could do a weird thing as well, you know? Yeah. Mm. He'll do, and like Secret Wars is kind of, it can be weird and like mm. twisted and broken and multidimensional and whatever. And yeah. also who else they got, you know what I mean? Exactly. Who else is left? No who isn't exhausted? <laughs> who else haven't they burnt out? Yeah. Because you need someone who isn't burnt out. But so, yeah, because there's like a, and I'm trying to think like, there's a very specific kind of director you need. Mm-hmm. And you can't go too young. Because yeah. then you would just walk all over them and then it's nothing. Yeah. And, but a lot of veteran directors don't want to do it because of what they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sam Raimi's like a really, he's one of the few that you could go to and he could probably do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, I also think that he, pro- you know, he, he probably has had that lifelong passion for making that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, he did, obviously he, he couldn't get a superhero movie in, you know, back in the day, so he made Darkman, yeah. which was sort of his audition for the Spider-Man movies, and then he made the ones that are, you know, generally very well received. He got burnt by Spider-Man three, and but mm. then I think he's probably like he's he's someone who probably still wants to make that sort of stuff, but he wants to do it on his own terms. Yes, and he's got enough Hollywood juice. Yeah, um, a term we've invented. Toilet I think. water. Toilet water. That he can probably be like, I'm only in if you let me do. Yeah. A certain amount, and I'm sure even during a ghoul the, cape, yeah, yeah, I'm sure during the process they're constantly pushing back, definitely. As well, and but, like, well, this person has to be in it because they got a glove in the previous movie or whatever, you know. Mm. Or this person has to look like this because they're right. Captain America now or what, you know, sure. whatever. But yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, all the but stuff. he would have had to do that with like Spider Man and everything else, you mm. know, that he's made that's a property. Mm. You know, there you go. All right. This is why the Nerd Rage podcast, here are the potential titles for the What If series, which is maybe coming out this year. I don't know. Great, I love this. First one is What If Gamora Killed Thanos? Ooh. When, though? Right at the end? About the same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming when she stabbed him in nowhere, but she actually got him. Oh, sure. I don't know that. Or maybe when she was a kid. Maybe when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what if Captain Carter finds Hydra Stomper? Now that's continued from that's season a, to one. See, that's the that's where it immediately lost me. These times. Yeah. What if Captain Car- Carter found Hydra Stomper? Mm. I don't know, man. Pretty wild. The, you mean the little robot thing that, that Steve Rogers? I mean, I'm assuming he's still in it. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's the Winter Soldier, basically. They're doing the Winter Soldier, but oh, Steve Rogers is is the Winter Soldier. I guess. Okay, right. I don't. I don't know okay. though. Yeah. Uh, what if the Tesseract landed in? I'm gonna. Butcher this. Uh, Hoden, Hoden Shoni. So that is, yeah. the, that is the Native American yes. uh, episode, which is going to have a new superhero. Yes. Uh, Kahori mm. is the name. Yeah. So that's going to, yeah. So instead of landing in a Norwegian village or whatever it went, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it goes to here. Yeah. Uh, what if Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne fought the Red Guardian during the 80s? 
Great, great title. Great title. <laughs> really spells it out. Give us something. But really, really. Also, like. Really I, spoil everything there. I feel like that. I don't know. Maybe they'd win or he'd win or they'd be a star, <laughs> mate, or they'd team up. I don't know. Don't you think. Maybe all, it did happen in exactly the regular Exactly. I was going to say, maybe it universe. did happen. I don't know. Yeah. Because they were all around then. It should just start with a black screen title card that says, to be clear, this didn't happen in the regular Marvel <laughs> Universe. Could have, but it didn't. You might look at this and be like, is this just a regular, it's just a thing that happened? No, it didn't. It didn't. This is, we're saying, what if it did? What if it did, though? What if it did, though, yeah. Have you seen that deleted scene where it's, I think it's from Ant-Man and the Wasp, so the second one. Yeah. And it's Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, and they're in, like, Columbia, and there's, like, a... No. It's pretty good. Is it? Sort of what are the, when they're young? Twitter. Yeah, when they're young, they're de-aged. It's a whole scene. Are they, de- are they actually de-aged yeah. for it? Yeah, they've I've like probably seen it. It but... must be on the Blu-ray or something, mm. but I have only seen it on the on the Twitters. Do you have to buy the Blu-ray? No, you can find it on the Twitters. I'm rushing out now, Mason. James, no. I'm being reckless. James, no. I'm, Look, running but... too, I'm running too fast. Why are you carrying those pairs of scissors? <laughs> Stop it. James, no. <laughs> a responsible wild and crazy guy wouldn't do that. <laughs> Here, I've got an instruction manual on being the cool, loose cannon, wild and crazy guy. I've got all the guidelines here. What about this one? Read it and answer the quiz. If you get it correctly, you'll, you'll be a licensed wild and crazy guy. What if Yondu delivered Star-Lord to Ego? Okay. Did we get that? I feel like that's one we already no, he, got. No, we got T'Challa yes. with Star-Lord and Peter Quill worked at a restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. And then and then he turned up. Ego turned up and went, you're my son or whatever. That's a great title, by but the I way. But I guess that's not this continuity. Yeah. What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? Iron Man 3, apparently related. Okay, so that's... I like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. What if Wanda had grown up watching musicals instead of sitcoms? Oh. So slightly different, I reckon. And when you say grow up, you mean they were trapped in that apartment while yeah. all the bombings were all happening. All the bombing was happening, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What if Odin and Hala had faced Wenwu, who's... The Mandarin? The Mandarin? Okay, sure. All right. All right, great. If you want. Yeah, sure. I, I suspect it would go like that Red Guardian thing where maybe one wins or the other wins or they team up. Yeah, that would be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the last one is what if the Avengers had fought Surtur? Surtur. Okay. Which Thor did. I mean, yes. they'd win handily, I'd imagine, because he did it by himself. Did he? Surtur, he, he beat him the first time, remember? He, like, trapped him in the... Yeah, but he didn't defeat him, though. Yes, he did. He got his helmet off. He took it off. Yeah. And then they let him out at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. But it'd probably go a bit differently than that. I reckon. Anyway. They'd probably beat him or they he beat them. Yeah. Or they'd team up. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, maybe they lay waste to the earth. <laughs> maybe these aren't real. I feel yeah. like they are, though. There's some been some images that kind of tie into this okay, stuff and sure. maybe someone extrapolated. Maybe. So, you know, that's fine. Mm. I just a bit of... Maybe t- they saw the... You know what? Maybe they saw some thumbnails. Maybe they, maybe they were preview thumbnails and they went, oh, what if... Captain Carter found Hydra Stomper. Yeah. Because she's looking at the Hydra Stomper in the ice or whatever. She's like, oh. There he is. Oh. There he is. Ooh. Ooh. Are we going to reveal what those tentacles were? Or was that Doctor Strange? Was it a Gormath or was it a Doctor Strange thing? Or was it Ultron? God. With tentacles? I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Well, too bad. (laughs) We're in too deep now. We can't quit. You're right. It's my THR. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Mm-hmm. I wrote ears tour, which it might be, is happening. They filmed it in August. Speaking of an ears tour, thank you. August. We're going to talk about that later in one piece. Are we? Oh yeah, we are ears too. Tour, isn't there? There's an ears tour. Sources tell the Hollywood Reporter they believe the film could open up to a record 100 million dollars based on brisk advanced sales tickets. That's just in the US, not, but they're also not ruling out that the movie ultimately grossed grossed 150 million dollars or more domestically. It's pretty good. 
So that would bring it in line with like Mario and Barbie for openings. Yeah. I think there could be a chance that this all, like you get all the Taylor Swift fans and it's like a huge opening and then a big drop off maybe. Sure. Cause but, everybody um, sees it opening yeah, weekend, but, but maybe know. they come back repeatedly. Yeah. This is not a, an audience that I know. That's so I true, don't yeah. know. Like yeah. I feel like there were people being like, Barbie's going to burn out straight away. Yeah. And after seeing it, I was like, I don't think so. I'm like, a little bit concerned yeah. that we've made some assumptions about the Swifties and saying them out loud is going to bring their wrath upon us. Like you We're sa- being kind. Like you saying there, well, it'll probably be a drop-off. <laughs> James, no. Don't say that. It'll probably be a roaring success no matter what happens. That's right, forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. Make a billion dollars a week and she'll never die. God, that is just money for old rope, though. I mean, I know there is a lot to go into <laughs> filming a production yes. like this, mm-hmm. obviously, but like... But not a billion dollars. No, like, no. You know, it's, yeah. you know. I love it. Yeah, good on him. Mm. Trailers ahoy. <laughs> we got one for Gen V. We did, that's which true. Which is what if the boys, but it's school. That's right. What if the school boys? for boys. <laughs> yeah, but not exclusively. No, also others. <laughs> Mostly people who shoot laces and whatever, blood yeah. powers and mm-hmm. mind reading maybe, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. One's an ant woman. How many soups are there in the, in the boys' universe? I don't know. I think they probably they make a bunch and a lot of them die, or they kill them. Yeah. And then some of them get through to school, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, right. Because the the um, the reveal in the show is essentially that uh, the the company, mm. uh, Voigt. Yeah. Voigt? Voig. Voig. John Voig. John Voig. Uh, Vought. There Vought, we go. Yeah. That they sort of altered the DNA of a bunch of yeah. pregnant women's fetuses, and then they... And they'll often then give them... Back, like to families, yeah, mm-hmm. and so all oh, they would just keep them in a lab, which were yeah, like yeah, homeland yeah. or whatever. But yeah. this is, seems to be a later generation than the generation that produced, yeah. like Starlight and yes. and and uh, A Train and so yeah. forth. So mm. I guess they did it for a couple of generations. So is this the last generation, or it, because if they've built this, and we've ins- seen babies, yeah. So you know, if they've got- built this institution, then clearly they've they've they're like there's going to be enough generations of this that they have to. Yeah, find a way to like train them and contain them and yeah. and, and that sort of thing. So mm, absolutely, yeah. Well, it, it looks could, like it could be good. Mm. Yeah, it comes out end of this month. I want they're to say. doing bad stuff to these kids. Yeah, sometimes they they're are. Like we thought we'd we'd be going here and learning how to use our laser vision we'd for have good. Like a Professor X guy or yeah. whatever, you know. But it's probably all like a corporation situation. There also isn't a. Is there a Professor X style guy? Not. There probably is, but I don't know which yeah. one. Yeah, I think if there was. It would be like a guy pretending to be that. Oh yeah, no, absolutely who's not. But it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think if they are, you know, if they are going for like a uh, like a mentor figure that's really just yeah, like a, a, gift, a, a school for gifted gifted mutants yeah. kind of thing. You would think that they, if they're going to do the satire of that, they would have a yeah. charismatic leader who is like that. Yeah, but I guess they've used that. Like Gian, Giancarlo Esposito is kind of. You know how they always wanted oh, yeah. to be Professor X? Yeah, okay. He's always being fan cast as Professor X. He still could be, I still feel. Still could be, yeah. 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 Also, apparently, he, didn't he mention he spoke to James Gunn about a role or something? Oh, maybe. We talked about that last week in, in the DCU. So you got to, oh. someone's got to step up. I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe we can get him on the show. We'll poach him. We'll have him. You think? For this, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get him away from Marvel and DC. <laughs> right. Oh, as a host. Yeah, he can come in with us. Okay, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He would love that, I think. Yeah. He seems like my, way more of a like a... Like a laid back kind yeah, of dude. He seems really than, yeah. uh, than than every role that he's been sort of where he's a complete psycho. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> where he's like this cool, calculated calm psycho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And but and it, but it's and it's, it has sort of reached that point where you know all the fan casts are just yeah. um What's his character's name in Breaking Bad? Uh, Mr. Chicken. Mr. Chicken. Yeah. Mr. Chicken. They're all like, hey, we should we should cast you as a Mr. Chicken guy. But I think his 
his uh, his range seems to be a lot greater than that. I so agree. Yeah, he's Mister Chicken. He's in one of the um. He's in the Mandalorian. He's in the Mandalorian, where he's a, sort of a Mister Chicken guy. Yeah, he's a Mister Chicken guy. He's in he's in one of the Far Cry games where he's a real oh, yeah. Mister Chicken guy. He's a Mister Chicken, <laughs> Chicken who's a sort of a sort of a dictator of a country. Yeah, okay. Mister Chicken vibes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he does do that Mister Chicken guy. But I think well, he does it very well. But I think there's more to him. And I, I would completely like to agree. See that, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also a trailer for Godzilla Minus One, mm. which is a Japanese reboot of the franchise. Yeah, and it's set post-World War II, yeah. I think. Yeah. Looks incredible. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah like yeah. the special effects are really, I don't know what the word, what the visceral, tactile, good. good. Mm. Like it feels like there is a practicality to them, and I don't even know whether that's true. Yeah. But it just uh-huh. feels like like a like a suit stomping monster. But yeah. I don't know. I don't Maybe know what they've is, done. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know either. <laughs> Looks good though. Yeah, no, it's and it's sort of they brought they. I mean, I I know you know very little about Godzilla. You know the Japanese versions of Godzilla. I know but if what, you know Godzilla, yeah. go on. Well, but I mean, I certainly know Godzilla nineteen ninety eight or whatever it is. Yeah, I certainly on. know that version. Yeah. Remember they couldn't re- they couldn't pronounce so, that guy's name. The Tadopolis. Yeah, that's the that's, one. Remember the bit where they go, "That's a lot of fish." Yeah, and it was. It was a lot of fish. Um. Anyway, I don't know a lot about Japanese Godzilla, but I guess I I. It seems to be they're sort of reverting him back to being a monster, a monster and a villain. And yeah. it's like the like the early, the very early ones where he is he is the threat to humanity as opposed to the savior. And maybe this is a series where they maybe this is a one off. Maybe this is a series where he'll evolve back into being yeah. the hero again. Yeah, or yeah. maybe in this he's just misunderstood. You know? Maybe he is. Yeah. Uh, it seems as if also because we've got some monarch. Legacy of Monsters stuff this week, like uh-huh. some more information and images. That's the Apple series, which is set in yeah. the universe. We talked about a few weeks back with Kurt Russell and his son, Kurt Russell, um, who play the same character called Kurt Russell, mm. where um, I think, because we're recording this a bit early, there might have been some a trailer for that at this point. I maybe. see. I right. don't know. But mm. anyway. We'll but I'd say it. it's probably cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And the last trailer I want to talk about is called No One Will Save You. Now, the only reason I wanted to bring this up, this is a horror movie. It looks good. It does look good. And it's sort of a, it's it's a period piece. It seems to be set in the 50s or 60s. Oh, I didn't even realise. Um, and it's about, it's it's about, it's a, like a home invasion, but spoiler alert, it seems to be like Little Green. It's E.T. It's, it's an E.T. style situation. It's got Caitlin Dever, who I think is mm. great. But yeah. the only reason I wanted to bring this up is because there was, if you go to YouTube and you and you search for No One Will Save You, there's a couple of different thumbnails. One oh, yeah, is a sort of a now. generic one. Yeah. And one is like a clickbait thumbnail, a la a Mr. Sunday Movies. Hells yeah. Where it's like, it's got a picture of... The alien you see at the end of the trailer, yeah, which is a sort of a big spin. It's like a little green man, but he's got big spindly legs and he's threatening. And it's got a big circle around it and a red arrow. And it's like, look at this! You can you seen it? I it's not coming up. Really? I've got this. Like I've got one that just shows the monster. Maybe they've changed it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they've sneakily changed it. A la Mister Sunday Movies. I would do that, and I have done that, and I will continue to do that. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm really not seeing it. They've gotten rid of it. Those dogs. Maybe that. Maybe that's why. I'll find it for you. I'll find it. I'll find it using. Technology. Did you say it was Nando V Movies who mentioned it? Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw it from a friend of the show, Nando V Movies, who was like, "Look at this! Look what they've done!" But at the same time, <laughs> I probably would not have clicked unless I'd. <laughs> well, I well, I did click because I had faith in it. Oh yeah, it does feel a bit Cloverfield as well. Some people are like, "Is this a Cloverfield movie?" Mm. And well, the answer not. is maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's only PG-13. Boo. 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 We're going to have to see that lady's face get torn off. Yeah. Boo. 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 Well, it's gone. It worked. Yeah. Because we're talking about it, aren't we? We certainly are. Yeah.
All right, should we move it along then? Anyway, it looks good. It comes out. That's right, I was trying to find the date of it. It comes out September, and it's on Hulu. So even better. Great. Last bit of news, Mason. Yes. More Pirates of the Caribbean, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Do you? You don't mind that? I don't mind it at all. You might. So this is oh, like, here it is. Oh. Here's, here's the thumbnail. Oh, that's dreadful. Yeah. I love it. But to be clear, this is real. No, I and know. It was, on, it, was on the, it was on one of the official 20th Century Fox channels. Oh, it was like an official channel. Yes, this isn't a fake one. This oh is a real one. Oh, my God. I thought yeah. it was like a, one of those re-upload channels. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That's lovely. Yeah, it is lovely, isn't They're it? They're catching up. Look, look at this guy. There's an emoji of the They're becoming self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, well, guess what, 20th Century Fox? Everybody's sick of circles and red arrows. That's right. They're You're sick too of them. We already ruined it years ago. That's right. Idiots. Uh, this is via LA Times. Craig Marsden spoke to them, who you might know as the showrunner of Chernobyl. I do remember But also Chalast of Us. Mm. Uh, two great shows. Um, hey, don't worry about the apocalypse, Chalast Ch- Ch- of Us, bro. <laughs> Chalast of Us. <laughs> yeah, kill all those doctors and doom the world, but Chalast of Us, bro. <laughs> You're too tense. Yeah. About all the murders I did. Yeah. yeah. And we're doomed, which are last of us, bro. <laughs> so uh, Craig Marsden said, we, the, we pitched a Pirates movie to Disney. He said, we pitched it and thought there's nowhere they're buying it. It's too weird. And they did. Ooh. And then he wrote, I don't know who that is, a fantastic script and the strike happened and everyone's waiting around. This is interesting to me mm. that Craig Marsden, who has exclusively made good things. Yes. I mean, I think he also made superhero movie or something at yes, some point. Yes, But obviously, you know, people like that In one. the present day. Yeah, yeah. He had to work on some slop. Yeah, and just the idea of like a very weird pirates movie. Yeah. In a new direction. Because mm-hmm. those, right. they, those pirates movies did go in some weird directions. Yeah. Not all of which were great. It but... felt by the end also like pretty uniform. Mm. I saw a video on it. Who had this video where they were talking about how it became like, or maybe it was just, I think it was a comment I saw actually on a video. It was about the fake, there's a fake. Do you want to go any smaller than that? No. Okay. There was, the video was. Yes. Yeah, okay. So it's by Fomento and the video is Dead Men Tell No Tales, uh, the imposter Jack Sparrow. And it's basically like the Jack Sparrow in that is not the real Jack Sparrow, whether that be intentionally or not, but it's a guy pretending to be Jack Sparrow because he's oh, not. Oh, yeah. Like all the things that he's doing are kind of Jack Sparrow-esque, but it looks like he's doing a. Jack Sparrow impression. Impression, yeah, which is true. And I think I think the comment was something along the lines of, after the first Pirates movie, they started writing Jack Sparrow yes. as opposed to letting Johnny Depp yeah. take the material and just do it in a I feel it's Jack the same, Sparrow I way. I feel that's the same way they started writing Doctor Who after a while. I, okay, I feel like yeah. I've talked about this before, but I think when when they did the Eccleston Attendant seasons, yeah. they, those guys brought a certain amount of cool... To Doctor Who, yeah, that it had not had before. It had been fun and interesting, but it was never cool. Yeah, and then after that, they're like, "What if we wrote him as really cool, and everybody thought he was cool? Well, that's not cool it, anymore." When everyone told him he was cool, yeah, and then all of a sudden, that wasn't cool anymore. I mean, it's a but bit it's, cool, yeah, but it's the same with this. It's like he brought that that odd, yeah, vi- like he he clearly got a normal script, and he went, "I'll be a bit odd about it mm. and strange," and people will respond to that, and they went, "Well, what if we made him the strangest, weirdest guy?" Yeah, well, then it doesn't work as well, does it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Pirates. Anyway, should we move it along? Yes. Ah, ah. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. 
Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy listen to our podcast marketing against the grain wherever you get your podcasts hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother or sales. I definitely prefer, don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. Got a tweet here. This is the perfect lead in. I love that. I love how I plan things. Is the tweet from a cool famous person? Yep. That's great. This is from Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> from Batman and Robin. And other things. But what was the first thing you thought of when you thought of Chris O'Donnell? <laughs> yeah, Batman and Robin. Yeah. And then it was, 
NCIS, whatever one he does. Los Angeles. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yep. And then I just went to LL Cool J. Same. Because he's in that. So. Yeah, this blew us my head is like a shark. <laughs> and yeah. then we thought of, of course, our commentary for the movie Deep Blue Sea. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Which we do have. And we have a commentary The Flash. I think we mentioned it last week. It's up now. That's right. And whatever else is the new thing at Big Sandwich this week. Yeah. I think it's a year. I think we look at the year 1978 and see what the pop culture was. Surprisingly good year. A really good year, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. hindsight. Who knew? Yeah. Us after we researched it. Uh, so Chris Sullivan actually sent this tweet and said, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. At Wikipedia Brown and at Mr. Sunday Movies, calling Luffy a Gumby guy was killing me. I need a One Piece review so bad. Well, here we are. Here it's going to happen. It's a bit late. I mean, it would have been nice of you if you were famous. Yeah. And, and like a famous person out of us. Yeah. You know, like Barack Obama was like, uh, let me um, be clear. If you could uh, uh, do a review of One Piece. And I'm a war criminal. I, uh. I'd love to drone, do a drone. <laughs> I'll do a drone strike on you if you don't do it. You know? uh, That'd be so cool. Yeah. You know? And, and you know it'd be cool, Obama as well. He'd have like a he'd be bouncing a basketball, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be like, I'm normal. I'm not. A, I'm co- not a murderer. He'd be wearing some cool casual wear like he does now because he doesn't have to be the president. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't anymore. have to be the president. Oh my God. Imagine not being the president. Ah, oh, what would dream. you even want to be the president? I don't know. Nightmare scenario. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, yeah. So we'll, One Piece. We'd watch One Piece. Right? Well, he wants to be the president of pirating. That's what do true. you think the story was? Oh, come on, mate. Yeah. All right. So, so it's it's set on a world. Much like our world, except completely no. different. It's very different now. And it's mostly water. Yep. So there's a lot of seafaring adventures. And there's a pirate out there and his name's like Golden Rob or Rich Gravy or something. And he's like, I'm the king of the pirates and I've... I've uh, and, and, but he's going to get executed by the world government because I don't like piracy. And before they execute him, they're like, but I'll tell you what, I've still got a treasure out there and maybe you guys could find the treasure and here's a clue. Is it love or something? I don't think so. I think it's proper treasure. I hope it's a real treasure. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've got a treasure out there and here's a clue to get it. Mm. It's somewhere out there. Yeah. Everybody's like, whoa, I didn't know it was somewhere out there. And so everybody in the world is like, we're going to get this treasure. Yeah. But then 20 years pass and, and nobody ever finds the treasure. Yep. But then our mate, mm-hmm. Luffy, or possibly Luffy, depending on who you're speaking to, yeah. is like, I'm a cool laid back guy and I'm going to find that treasure. All I need is a crew because I've already got a boat. Oh, wait, my boat sunk. Now I need a crew and a boat. Yep. Wait, gonna... I need to, this boat's not going to work either. I'm going to need another boat. <laughs> another yeah. boat, and then he's like, "I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find this treasure with my. I'm going to collect some colourful characters along the way. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I'm a Gumby guy, and he's a Gumby guy. Now, last week, you mentioned this because you'd watched it a couple of episodes ahead of me. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to. Uh, you were like, by the way, he's a Gumby guy, which blew my mind because <laughs> no part of I've I've been aware of One Piece for a long time. I've never read the manga or watched the anime. Well, I have, but I'm going to come at this from the perspective of somebody who hasn't, because we need those two perspectives: yeah, somebody so. who hasn't seen it mm. and somebody who's pretending consumed to have it. all thousand issues or whatever. <laughs> yes, um, and you were like, he's a Gumby guy, and I'd ne- I'd never. In no, in no point had I ever considered that he was a Gumby guy because in no piece of media I've ever seen him be a Gumby Me guy. Me neither, Wink. Yeah, and then I asked you, I think, is it like Scott, the movie Scott Pilgrim, yeah. where it looks like it's going to be a rom-com and then there's the reveal that it's like a video game fight thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. This was a lot like Scott Pilgrim. It's very I, Scott Pilgrim, isn't it? And obviously, a series I, of villains they yeah, fight. I think that... Obviously, this was first. Yeah, so, yeah. so obviously the, the One Piece manga predates... The Scott Pilgrim comic books by a significant, yeah. you know, probably de- a couple of decades. I'd say at least a dec- decade. decade yeah. I don't know, but then of course Scott Pilgrim the movie predates this show. Sure, yeah, and I'm sure it's all a mess of influences. And I think Brian Lee O'Malley was like yeah. influenced by manga when he made Scott Pilgrim, totally, yeah. and etc. So. Yeah, there's a number of influences. Yeah, in yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, but this yeah. is absolutely like it. It, it yeah. does kind of follow that same narrative of like. He's, he's a weird thing you have he's to fight. A, he's, a, he's a weird guy with a weird power, and here's a 
you know, this guy can fall to bits and come back together. Yeah. And it's a, this guy's got a tiny little sword. Yeah. And that's a bit of fun, isn't it? Would you say, uh, would you call this one piece of crap or one piece of pretty good content? The second one, I think, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because I, it's weird because, like, I, I, the balance of this, it walks, walks a very fine line because it's such a nonsense world mm. and it's characters, like, especially the lead guy, I'm, like, watching him and I'm like, I think I should fucking hate this guy, right. but I don't. Yeah, and I'm like, he's he's irritating, but it's not irritating me. Does yes, that right. Make, and I think yeah. so much of that is the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, Inaki Godoy plays him mm. just like really earnestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, and some of the line delivery is like a bit ropey because the dialogue is clearly lifted straight from like yeah, the source uh-huh. material. Yeah, but he sells it. All really, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. What's interesting as well, I think, and and I think that you know this, they've they've cast the, all the supporting yeah. characters really well. I think you know all the all the assorted villains, the evil exes, and here's some names: yes. uh, Emily Rudd as Nami, mm-hmm. uh, McKenyu as Zoro, mm-hmm. Taz Skylar as Sanji. There's some of the names, mate. Oh, I love it when you read out the names. I don't remember anyone's actual name from the show. No, neither do I. Actors' we'll names, just, characters' we'll names. Them. Yeah. Obviously, Rich Gravy, yeah. the king of the pirates. I love that guy. He was pretty good. You know what I liked about this? Look, the casting is good. Yeah. And I think the set pieces are a lot of fun. And like you said, he should be annoying, but he's not. And I think it's a credit to him, yeah. the, the main guy. But I, it's interesting as well. The, a lot, some of the, I mean, obviously, a lot of the world is visual effects. Yeah. But I think maybe something that lets, and I would, I would say I would ordinarily hate that. Like if, it's, mm. if it was a speed racer universe where... Everything is obviously fake. Yeah. I think I would hate this. Yeah, sure. But I think what sells it to me is that everything, like while everything in the background feels like quite fuzzy mm. visual effects, everything in the foreground is like very textured. That's true. And it's yeah. got a like it all feels very a lot of real. Props and I don't like I don't and... know like, you know, there'll be scenes there's a lot of scenes set on boats. Yeah. And I don't know like is it just the deck that is real and everything yeah. else is visual effects? But it's like, you know, every piece of wood and every, you know, sword and every rope and it, it all looks real and mm. all the characters are very heavily textured. Yes. Like, you know, everybody's they – haven't, they haven't, like, plasticined people. No, but I think also some of that is that, but it also adds to it because there's so many, like, obvious wigs and makeups right, and yeah, prosthetic yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I think – because it is this weird heightened universe, mm. it works. And I think it's also because this is, it's it's an expensive show. And it kind of, in some ways, it looks like a Netflix show or movie looks, but the best version of that. And it's uh-huh. appropriate for this. Apparently, it was $17 million per episode, which is the second highest for a Netflix series to Stranger Things. So huh. that was that's kind of money there. Okay. Which is like a bit less than they do for The Mandalorian. Okay. But, but you, you can see the wigs on everybody yeah, like, all the time. Can, yeah. But it's like, who cares, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's a weird anime universe where everyone screams the the punch they're about to do that's right or whatever which i didn't like to be fair wow (laughs) yeah it's one of the things i i I didn't like yeah Mm. but i think also what works is the characters all feel very genuine Mm. and they i guess like and know each other you know like it is it's it's these weird kind of almost stilted interactions and Uh superficial understanding of like the universe and, and good and evil yeah, boy, in this but, universe, I certainly wouldn't want to be like a really pretentious, floppy-haired <laughs> guy who's like got a sense of superiority because my dad's the the sheriff the or whatever. Because yeah. you are gonna get thumped. 
Like especially in like the first couple of episodes, it's just a bunch of yeah. bunch of dudes showing up being like, uh-huh. "Oh, how dare you speak that way to me, man with who's carrying three swords?" Yeah, <laughs> because I'm actually my dad's big toe. Oh, you've beaten me up. Yeah, you've beaten me up very you've severely. Given me this bob haircut, which I'm mm. keeping for the yeah. rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, but I think in addition to that, and you mentioned this, but like the collection of colourful enemies mm. that they come up against, and it's let's say every two episodes or so, there's a new pirate they have to uh-huh. the fight. Mm. And, I, and I know this is taken from the source material. I know that because I've mm. I've definitely had the time to to watch <laughs> and read all of that. So you you knew ahead of time that the that one piece was the treasure. Yeah, because I, I, I had to learn that. I'm like, oh, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> Did you think it was one piece of crap? I thought it was maybe a one-piece swimsuit. Oh, okay. Because it's beachy. It is. It's a beachy world, isn't it? Mm. But but yeah, you know, there's like a shark guy. You mentioned the guy falls apart, you know. Mm -hmm. There's a guy with a giant, like, crucifix sword and also a little crucifix sword. Oh, the clown guy is the fall apart guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All of that I I quite like, yeah. But I I just remember, like, multiple times during this, there's a moment where he... uh, I guess if we do some spoilers, but I guess we won't spoil anything too heavily, where a friend betrays him and then comes back and asks him for help. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he like screams to the heavens That's right. that he's got to help. But yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I think I even said out loud, like, God, this is so naff. Like, Whoa. But it's, but that's what <laughs> you I said. You got a bit British. Yeah, but, it like, but in a way that it's, it, this is what it is, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, and also by that point, that's like five episodes in and it's like, well, if you're not committed to the show at exactly. this point. Exactly, what are you, you doing? Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're probably not going to leave there. Yeah. I feel like also this this making this is an insurmountable task. Because there's a thousand. There's a thousand. There's and a thousand mangas and there's. The cast. You'd have to recast at some now point. Now, the comic in the, in the anime are finished as far as I know. Okay, The sure. story is finished, I think. So, so so either they found the one piece and it was a treasure or they found the one piece and it was love. I would hate to say. Or they found the one piece and it was treasure and it falls beneath the ocean or whatever. And they're like, well, I guess we lost the one piece. And we got each other. We had we had got each other in friendship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we probably picked up some other people on the line. Yeah, and I've got this big sword. Yeah. And I'm still cool. a Gumby guy. You know? <laughs> Think we'll lose his Gumby guy powers? No. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Because mm, if you get immersed in salt water, that's why he can't yeah. swim. Because if you get immersed in... So, so the main character ate a devil's fruit yep. and he got Gumby powers. Yep. And the other people in this universe, if you eat a devil's fruit, depending on the fruit, you get a different power. Mm-hmm. But if you get immersed in salt water, you lose your powers stop working. Yeah. So do you permanently lose them if you no, get No, I think no. it's just okay, – because right. there's a few times when he's submerged and he's yeah. like, I can't do a big punch. That's true. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I felt like also at the start like, oh, is this guy like Reed Richards Invincible? But yeah. he's not. No. He can be cut and, mm. you know, he can be even beaten up. That's you true. Know, like despite his <laughs> – Flexibilities yes, and uh-huh. all of that. Yeah, I mm. thought that worked well. And the overarching story about who was tracking him and mm. how that was revealed. And that's all apparently. There's like there's a number of narrative, like characters are like, you know, combined and people who are revealed who to have known him uh, happen at different points. That's true. Like, yeah. Apparently, it's less like the characters are some of them are like less lecherous because, you know, a lot of anime, especially older stuff, is just like guys going like, <laughs> you know that's what I true. mean? Like following. The most <laughs> lecherous thing you can do. Yeah. Like following a girl around for like yeah, a thousand yeah, yeah. episodes or whatever. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I just don't know how though they're going to pull this off. I don't think they without are. just cancelling it at some. They're point. They're going to, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. And again, I would love to hear from from fans of the original. Besides you, James. Besides mm. the man who knows everything about anime, just some other perspectives. Because yeah, yeah, if yeah. anything, you know too much. You're right. Yeah. You've lost objectivity because you true, know yeah. too much. But um, you know, 
it, first of all, what does this cover in terms of the originals? Like, does it does it cover is this is it eight is, is eight episodes eight issues or is it a a year? It feels or is like it many years. I feel like like a, did this cover like five years of the comic? Or I think like, it's a, like a prologue. It feels yeah, like so, right? well, that's yeah. exactly right. And I guess my question is, do you think they can maintain this, or or is it a case of like, well, do you feel like it's just kind of like a an artifact? Like yeah, okay. you, like well, they'll probably never. They they may make more of this. They may never make more of this. Yeah. But I guess you just go. I will imagine. You, you could imagine the rest of it if it was live action kind yeah. of thing. You know, it's just a AI will do it eventually. AI will do it eventually. That's right. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know. I just don't see it going for. I just don't see it. Happening. I mean, if it's seventeen million dollars an episode, yeah. Unless somebody high up in Netflix loves One Piece, and sure. maybe that's the reason. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, it's pretty spectacular they managed to pull this off at about anything even remotely watchable. That's true. That is true. It's pretty incredible. And it seems to be garnering more positive reaction like than it a lot. Cowboy Bebop, yes. which was the previous You've one. Fans of the the source material, mm. myself included, mm. uh, consider it a good adaptation. There you go. Yeah, which is pretty much unheard of yeah. these days. Uh, I There's a few things that I, just before we wrap it up. Yes. I'm, I, I, like, I understand like Luffy's... Motivation in terms of like he wants to get the one piece. Yes, absolutely. So why not, right? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I don't get why. Like he wants to, he wants to be a pirate because he feels like it's what he wants to be, right? Which yeah. is fine, whatever. But uh-huh. like, why do you? Yeah, do it, Jimmy Buffett lifestyle, baby. R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. But yeah. why does he want to? What's that Margaritaville lifestyle? He wants a cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> but why does he want to? It's a great song, James. Cheeseburger. In it paradise. might be. I don't know it. But why? Why my dad loves Jimmy Buffett, and so I. I had he go this week. A, I haven't asked him, but okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask him next time I see him. Yeah, please uh, do. Probably devastated. Probably yeah. Devo. I don't. I don't doubt um, it. So I've heard has a he lot of Jimmy Buffett. Have done any of the Jimmy Buffett style like resorts or restaurants? No, but he has seen him live. I think yeah. and loved it. Did he play all a million of his songs? Yes, of <laughs> course he did. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Um, but like, why do you? Why does he want? everybody to be after him and be the most famous pirate. Is this their version of social media? I guess it is, like, yeah. Is it, is it yeah. like a popularity thing? Bit of excitement, you know? Yeah, but like why would you want people trying to kill you all day forever? I think you may be ascribing too much motivation to this character. And it, and that maybe he's an airhead? Yeah, that he's a himbo. <laughs> We've gotten a, I think, have we gotten some more himbo media recently that I'm like, oh, yeah, just a, just a nice dumb guy. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Don't know. Also, did you buy his evolution from a real like a like a little angry kid? It feels, to a, a, it feels a little. There's some gaps there. Yeah, right? it does. Yeah. And again, maybe which will be filled out in yeah. the season two, which may never happen. But you also get glimpses of his anger mm. and what sets him off and where his loyalties are. His friends. Yeah. So you do kind of. Yeah. I think there is some stuff there. That's that, true. That, and I guess the idea being that his his the the pirate captain, the one armed pirate. Yeah. You know who who saved him a number of times, probably you know over the course of his. Growing up in his adolescence, maybe taught him like be cool and chill, yeah. Margaritaville, baby. You know? <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the last thing I want to say is that like this is classic post-credit scene, but also haven't cast that person yet. Oh yeah, the mysterious guy, the double cigar man. <laughs> yeah, who is that? Is it Edward Norton again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably Edward Norton. It's probably Edward Norton. He's yeah. probably learned from Battle Angel Alita. They're like, S- sign you up and pay you, and yeah. then you never have to do it. That's so. right, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, just like. Should we Google One Piece? Do you want to know if you Google no, One really. Piece Double Cigar Man, what will it, happen? It's a guy who's got a. He's got a vendetta and a weird thing about him. Like, I, I don't. Do you think he has two mouths? Maybe. Or yeah. like that. Or he Stacked smokes out of or, his nose. Okay. 
was going to say stacked or side by side. I was imagining side by side, but maybe. I don't That's know. me doing two yeah. snapping mouths. Okay. Yeah, they say shit a lot in this show. They do. Shit, the clown. Yeah. Rude. I agree. He wasn't. Anyway, I'm going to say best series ever. Yeah, I no, I really time. liked it. Yeah. I, um, I didn't think I would. Is that I, a case of low expectations? Yeah. I If I didn't have heard this was good, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't have watched it. Like, yep. I didn't watch Cowboy Bebop. I don't watch any of these, like, mm. adaptations. I'm no. not interested, quite frankly. But this one, I can't wait for four years until they release the next <laughs> season. Yeah. And all the cast are <laughs> in their early to late 40s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main guy's, like, 20. Like, he's pretty young. Okay, well, but then he's uh, got a few years in him. He's got a few years, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's got that um, the Tom Holland window. That's you know? true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. All right, Tom Holland's got a beautiful soul, that guy. He he's, seems he's like seen he does. Him recently. Yeah, yeah, he's having a good time. He posted that photo of Zendaya in like scuba gear or whatever. Yeah, he yeah, likes her. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like a lot of people are like, oh, not a very flattering photo, Tom. But it's like, yeah, because in his mind, like obviously she's one of the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, yeah, sure. But like, of course, in his mind, he's like, yes, yeah, my beautiful girlfriend. Yeah. I'm going to take a and photo of her. It's beautiful, a bit of fun. And I'm we're having yeah. fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, you're right. Settle down, everybody. Settle down, everybody. He's got real wife guy energy. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Which can be bad, but in this case, <laughs> it's good. From social media, seems good. That's true. And we can retract that. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Maybe. All right, should we move it along? Yes. What are we doing? Oh, wait, do we need any? Do we have any? Is there any One Piece spoiler talk we need to talk about? No, he gets. Not really. He gets through it. His grandpa's the guy. His grandpa's the guy. Exactly. Yeah. The, ex- the guy who executed Rich Gravy. <laughs> you might be thinking of the 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 rapper Young Gravy. Maybe I'm thinking that. Boys, the bloody hip-hop scene is my bloody grandmother's pantry, am I right? <laughs> Sky, he's in there. Very, I'm trying to think of a grandmother type thing. Like, well, those, that's tin of, like, butter cookies or whatever. What are they called? Oh, Royal Dansk. Royal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved his mixtape. I loved Royal Dansk's mixtape. <laughs> All right, what are we going to do next? What are we reading? Yeah. What are we going to read? I believe you. I'm doing the thing. That's right. What are you or got? going to? Going the to. shops. That's right. Maybe we're going yeah. to the shops. I don't have time to go to the shops. I'm busy. Yep, me too. I, I was only to the shops earlier. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you know. I've gone twice. Yeah, I've gone twice. I can wait. Missed two trips to the shops. <laughs> Someone's doing all right. <laughs> oh, I forgot something. I go back to the shops. Wow. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> uh, I've been reading. I read the first two issues of Big Game. Uh, I read Written those. by Mark Miller and Pepe Larraz. This is the combination of all his Millerverse. Yeah, so this is I mean, a little, little bit of a little, little bit of spoilers, but I think maybe if you if you're not into this sort of stuff, you were probably not reading it anyway. So yeah. So recently, Mark Miller did a reboot of one of his characters, Nemesis. Yes. Uh, it was called the series was called Nemesis Reloaded, mm-hmm. and it rewrote Nemesis's origin. Yeah. Because in the original series, it's about uh, a, a guy who's like a self-styled supervillain, mm. and he's he dresses all in white. He looks like Batman, but he just does villainous stuff, and he he goes around the world killing law uh, men because he loves it. Because he loves it, and the reveal at the end of that spoilers for that thing. Mm. He's got a tragic backstory about you know his parents were criminals or something, yeah. and and uh, you know he went wrong or whatever but the reveal is that he's just a rich guy yeah. who wanted to become a supervillain as kind of a thrill just because and there was an organiza- a weird organization that's been around for a long time that just did this for him like a luxury vacation yeah. it's like they- michael douglas's the game it was like M- michael douglas's the game so they gave him like all this 
I, you know, this supervillain identity and all these gadgetry and all this training yeah. and all these plans and all this stuff so we could execute this worldwide crime wave kind of thing. And the and the, the And he died. And he died. And the post credits is basically the 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 cop who defeats him mm. uh gets a message from the the, the the company and is like, well, there's more of this coming. Yeah. And there just never was. Well, and because there was going to be a sequel with Red Nemesis. Yeah. Do you remember that was the kind of the tease for years? Yeah, right. Where it was going to be another another guy would do, yeah. start doing this. Uh-huh. But then Mark Miller decided to retell that story yeah. but keep every other world like in canon because like there's Huck who's like dumb Superman. Yeah. It's like Clark Kent who never left the farm and he's yeah, dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Starlight, which is like a Flash Gordon guy. Mm. There's Wanted. Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah. Um, all of these. There's other kick-ass. Yeah, so big game mm. essentially is the idea. So they've rebooted Nemesis, so now he, he's he's not a he's not sympathetic. No. But he's got a he's got a he is he's just that guy. He's not a he's not a millionaire yeah. masquerading as a supervillain. He's actually a a supervillain with an origin and etc. And now he is sort of okay. Now we're into full spoilers for this yeah. this thing, but Let's I think it. you should check it out. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I, d- I don't love everything Mark Miller does, but the the reveal of this is that Nemesis has been trained by he, he's been he's been inducted into an organization. He's been trained his whole life to be this villain. And the, peop- the, the people behind it are the villains from Wanted. Yes. And so in the in the series Wanted, the world used to be a superhero, supervillain world. Not the movie, if you're wondering. Not the movie. It's different from the movie. Like costumed supervillains and heroes flying it's around. pretty much without doing it explicitly because you can't due to copyright. There was Superman and Batman and Spider-Man yes. and all of those. And the villains one day killed all the heroes took over the world and then changed reality so you don't remember so yeah. none of us remember that the the world has used to be more colorful and interesting or yeah. whatever um but and so what they've what Mark Miller's done is he's he's taken all the other properties that he's created since and has gone well they're all in the same world people remember superheroes and supervillains and they're always putting them in movies and comic books and TV yeah. shows because they're trying to puzzle out what happened to the world yes. that they remember. And some people explicitly also remember, like yeah. very few people actually remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But also because of that and because of how the world is and the world is kind of still a kind of crazy sci-fi world yeah. under the surface, now superheroes are emerging yeah. like Huck and Starlight yeah. and the Kingsman, you mm. know, and so they need an, the, 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 the wanted villains need an agent to destroy them all. Yeah. And so they've, they've, they're using Nemesis, mm. and I think that's really interesting. So yeah, it's, it's all the new stuff, uh, the Ambassadors, which is a new series. Mm. Um, the Magic Order is going to be inducted into this. It's I, a whole... read, I read a bit of the Magic Order. I read the first run. Uh-huh. I should probably go back to it. But I, I, what's Ambassadors again? The Ambassadors is um, it's a basically a sci-fi concept. They've invented this device that can like beam superpowers to people, okay. and there can only be a few of them in the world, right? And so like. Different nations all have elected one superhero. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. can you can sort of download different powers. Oh, I didn't realize they were from another thing. Yeah, from yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there was also the Chrononauts, which are who are like time traveling. Yeah, cool dudes. And this this series, the Chrononauts. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Say, yeah, this series is not shy about killing off yeah. main people that Mark Miller's invented. Yeah. And I don't know if this is going to end with reality being changed again and they all get sure. brought back, or if he's just like, yeah, I created these characters. I gave them an, you know, a four-issue miniseries and I'm just going to kill them yeah. now. Who knows? Why not? Yeah. 
but I, I don't know. And he, is this a cynical attempt to to create a, a, a shared universe? Because it also includes, like you said, Kick Ass. Yeah, like Hit Girl is in this, and Kick Ass are mm. in this as well. Maybe um, Jupiter's Legacy is in this. Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy Some seems of... to be being pitched as a fictional or it's thing. Watch, yeah, or it's a yeah, or it's media in the universe. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. So I don't yeah. know if that one's real or not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, or there may be publicly superheroes. Now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But um. Yeah, is it is it a cynical way of kind of pitching this shared universe and going like, well, you loved Kick Ass, yeah, you liked Kingsman, yeah, well, they're all in the same universe, and we, I've got more, so maybe we'll do some more movies, kind of thing. Maybe they should though. Yeah, maybe you know? they should. Yeah, again, I think a lot of, I think Miller's stuff is kind of hit or miss for me, but mm. I think a lot of it is quite good. Yeah, I can. The agree. less cynical stuff. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The the, the kind of the more I I see. I think my favorite thing of his is Superior, mm. which is. What if a boy, like a real boy, became Superman? <laughs> yes. Um, or like a Captain Marvel. Yeah, or Captain Marvel. Shazam, kind of thing, Captain yeah. Marvel, yeah. And just like, what is the weight of that on a real. And Superior's yeah. in this universe as well. Yes. Um, and though they haven't really done much with it yet. Mm. But the, the weight of that and the responsibility and the expectations and how that can't. Ex- you can't exist like that as a person yes, for too uh-huh. long because. You, it's just an impossible ideal to mm. be like a Chris Reeve Superman. Like, yes. You can, it cannot. It will it will be undone. Yes. You know? uh-huh. um, yeah. So you know. Interesting. Mm, right. Interesting. Well, speaking of comic book stuff, go on. We're being what for our next uh, series of movies for Caravan of Garbage. We're looking at like pulp comic book yes. movie. We talk about how we define it in the actual videos. Yes. But a series of comic book big swings from the nineties uh, upwards yes. that were going to be like a big thing, and they mm. put a lot of money and effort, and it's a very specific vision, and they bombed. So, like, the first one we're looking at uh, this week is Dick Tracy. Yes. And the second one will be The Rocketeer. And there's going to be five we're going to do in total. So you've been reading Dick Tracy comics. Uh, no. We watched Dick Tracy. That one That's is true. in the can. But you could read some I Dick could Tracy potentially, comics. yeah. But we've recorded that thing, so it's too late. It's done. You know what came out at the time? And I'm, I'm, I may still have them somewhere. But when that Dick Tracy movie came out, there were three... Dick Tracy prequel comics. Okay, to the like, movie. Yeah, to the movie. Mm. And they were drawn by Kyle Baker, who did Plastic Man okay. years later, and they're really cool and interesting. Oh. They're way better than the movie. I was going to say, that sounds yeah. really cool and interesting. Yeah, but they've... Unlike he, the movie. He really... Because he did Plastic Man and he's done a bunch of other stuff in that similar vein. Yeah. He, get, he really gets the grotesque look okay. of those characters. Yeah. Oh, I get some real freaks in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Real Argos. Mm. You're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not... Yeah. Maybe that's the wrong word. Yeah. You're going to know about it. You are going to know about it. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to know about copyright on this sort of stuff? I wonder if, because we, we talk a lot about Warren Beatty and his yeah, yeah. like stranglehold on the on the Dick Tracy yes. rights. No, I think we, do you think he's going to be like copyright striking this no, video? No, he's not looking at that. Okay. All right. Dude, like, I don't know what he's doing, but not that. Yeah. I saw an interview with him for because in research. Oh. We talk about how many women he slept with in the video. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> So I watched like a Graham Norton interview uh-huh. and he's just just an old guy, you know? Yeah. Just an old guy confused on a couch where yeah, everyone's sure. just like having a great time and he's like, I don't know, I'm not re- I can't read this. Yeah, like, I, re- I regret this. Like, the world has yeah. changed and yeah. I haven't. I don't like this. Yeah. That's what happens, you know? Yeah. Happens to all of us. Not us. No. We're cool. <laughs> I also rewatched the first episode of Burn Notice. I'm like, <laughs> am I gonna go back to Burn Notice? I don't know why. I don't why? What are you I doing? I don't know. I just got thinking about Burn Notice. And it's, Do you have it or is it on something? It's on Disney Plus okay, in great. Australia. Yeah. So I'm I like. Dipping yeah. in and out of Burn Notice. Right. Yeah. I, I, did, who burned him? I can't remember. Michael Burn Notice. Man. That's right. What's he doing? 
Did he ever get unburned noticed? I don't know. Someone so should tell him. <laughs> I think if he shook someone hard enough, they'd tell they'd him. they tell him, yeah. So if people haven't seen it's from about 2007. Sure. And it went for a long time. Did it? <laughs> it went for like at least five seasons, okay, I think. Yeah. Bruce um, Campbell's in it. Bruce Campbell's in it and Gabrielle Anwar is in it. It's and, fun. And a bunch of like, the first episode has Ray Wise, famous sinister guy. He's really? Yeah, he's like the, the, the villain of the week. And it also has the guy from uh, Dexter... Who's the guy? He's like um, that, not Dexter's dad. No, no, no. But he's 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 one of Dexter's pals in the in the police. Force. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a kind of very Florida kind of guy. Yeah, he's got the hat. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, but it's about a about a like a former two thousand seven to two thousand and thirteen. See, there you go. God, that went for a long time. Burn notice. It's but it's like a sort of. A-team style, you know, yes. if, if you've got no one to turn to, there's a guy and he's got a set of skills and he'll he'll get the bad guys for you. And it kind of, Like, maybe I'm looking for another one of those shows to watch when you're not watching a show, really, yeah. kind of thing. It's, I, it is fun, though. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. fun show, yeah. Uh, his haircut has not aged well. Oh. It's like a crew cut that's grown out a bit. Okay. It doesn't look good. Oh. But I imagine it was quite cool for 2007. Michael Byrne notice. What are you doing? Exactly. But it's about a guy who, yeah, he's a former spy and he's he gets issued with the burn notice, yeah, which man. means that spy agencies... Think he's like no longer reliable. Maybe he's you know he's he's uh, something's up. Something's yeah. up, and so he can't he can't leave his hometown of Florida. Yeah. Um. And you know nobody trusts him anymore, and he doesn't have any money or any contacts or anything like that. So he just has to like do odd jobs in Florida. Yeah. And it's like helping people who need help. And he's got like and he'll tell you all about it. Yeah. He'll yeah. Explain it to you. Yes. Like exactly. He's got a he's got a like a running narration. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun show. It's burn notice. I'm like I'm either going to watch that or I'm going to finish Magnum PI. <laughs> oh my god. So I don't know. I think that's the same show. Actually, it is essentially <laughs> the same show. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It really uh, is. Should we do letters then? Let's do letters. Great. The classic one was letters. Oh letters. We love you. Some letters. 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 Wait. Correspondence, right correspondence. I like that. That's yeah, good, right? This is the correspondence section of the show where, where we, we get, get correspondence. And if you want to shoot us some correspondence, you can. That's right. You can shoot some correspondence to weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com or tweet at me. Uh, hashtag weeklyplanetpod. So, Mason, what have you got in terms of correspondence this week? Great question, James. I can do one while you're looking. Terrific. I love that. Ethan, who says hashtag weeklyplanetpod. I know you've been pretty cold on Ahsoka, but what did you think of episode four? I didn't watch it. I'm going to talk about it right now. Just right, quickly. I love we'll that. Probably do a wrap up. I don't know. I know there's a big revelation because yep. I saw the screenshots. I'm going to spoil it. Here's for time for some big spoilers, yep. folks. If you don't want to be big spoiled for Ahsoka, so the big spoiler at the end is Ahsoka gets falls off a cliff and then she wakes up in the Star Wars time travel room and um Anakin, <laughs> which still, is a tree. Yeah, maybe. Okay. And Anakin Skywalker because they're played by Hayden Christensen. But he's old now. No, he's young. Okay. Oh, but they de-age him a bit. Okay. He's like the way he looked in the prequels. Okay. But you know, ish. with the weird yeah, classic. That's great. That's yeah. a good way to put it. He looks ish. like an action figure. Yeah. If you defocused your eyes, he would look like an action figure from like episode three. Correct. That's mm-hmm. what he looks like. And uh, I think it might be because she's um, she's on the verge of death, and this is like a this is like the realm before you go into become a ghost. Right. I don't know. Okay. I don't fucking know. Could this be Force Ghost Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, it is. It's like it's okay. really him. I think. Right. Um, the ghost version of him. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, but that's not what I want to talk about. So leading up, there's a series of like lightsaber duels in the forest, and Which apparently quite good. Yeah, they're I've quite good. Yeah, I think all of it, like it looks good. I think this is the best episode, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like it looks good, and wow, it's Anakin Skywalker, I guess. And look, it's this guy's talking about 
the Clone Wars or the Anakin, and uh-huh. turns out Maroc is just like a man made of smoke or something. He's just a guy. <laughs> no, not even a guy. He dies and like a bunch of like smoke comes out of him. It wasn't even Ezra. So he could have been like long dead or wow. Night Sister Magic or whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the thing about all that is the narrative and the characters don't support any of these things. Okay. So like Anakin shows up, but it's like there's a moment where they go to march into the woods like Sabine and Ahsoka, and the David Tennant robot's like, now remember, you, if you're going to take one piece of advice. Mm-hmm. You should stick together. And they turn around and they're like, we will stick together. Great. And then they turn and, and he's like, well, now I don't want to stick together because <laughs> you told me to. And they so, don't. Great. But it's like that kind of still to like the guy, Ray Winston, Ray Winston. Yes. No, Ray Winston. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, you know, where they before they have a lightsaber fight with Ahsoka. He's like, I knew Anakin Skywalker and I know who you are and I know what he became. And she's like, I don't want to talk about Anakin Skywalker. And I'm like, this is thrilling. Yeah. I love this. And it's just like... If I can be critical, <laughs> James, if I can be critical of the couple of episodes I've seen, and I will be, it's that a lot of the conversations don't sound like real people having real no. conversations. I worry it's th- people saying lines and waiting yes. for the other person, waiting to finish so yeah. they can say another line. And sometimes line. they wait too long. Yeah, right. Like it's too much of a pause. Uh-huh. And I think it's probably because like... Dave Filoni went to the George Lucas school of dialogue for some Mm. of this, you know, because it is often like two people in a room and they'll be like, we need to learn to work together. And it's like, well, sometimes I find it hard to work together. Yeah, but if you're going to train under me, it's like that. Yeah, uh And it's like, God, kill me with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think outside of that, I think think it will improve. Mm, Okay. And I think like... The, na- the overall narrative... Well, it sounds like you're being paid 50 bucks <laughs> yeah. to alter your Rotten Tomatoes score. But it's just like the pace of it, yeah. like the snappiness is just not there. It's a shame, And it yeah. might even be intentional. I don't know because yeah, it's not right. always and it's not with everybody. Yeah, right. I don't even hate it. Yeah. I don't even hate it. Wow. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just It's not quite mm. there for me. Okay. Uh, now, now, so... Presumably the next episode then will be Ahsoka and Anakin yeah. together in a lot of scenes talking. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that that those actors have never worked together. Mm. Like this is this is this is the idea you know, the entire idea be- behind, you know, Anakin had a secret apprentice between episodes two and two three. And three. Yeah. Neither of those voice actors are these no, real yeah, actors. No, you're right. Yeah. So they they had years of practice yeah. working together, but Hayden Christensen and Rosario Dawson yeah. have never shared a scene together, as far as I know, in anything. That's probably so they true. have to. So the the task here is to make a believable rapport between these two characters, even though they've never done that yeah. ever. So and they I, might not even be on set together. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, and if so, if like I will be, I think impressed. it could go really well. If that could, like if they, could, yeah. you know, they are professional yeah. actors; they've done good work before. Right, so yeah. maybe this will work, and we'll be like, oh, it's just like I, the old days. I would love this to be like the spark, sure, that lights the fire, etc. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, but you know, yeah. like that really kind of kicks things off and like ramps up the characters. Mm, I don't, okay. but I don't know whether that's mm. going to happen. When's yeah. this show set again? Five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay, When's great. anything set? I don't, five years after <laughs> exactly, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I was going to say I don't know, but I do. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's like, but also it's it's all right, you know? Okay, you, you like Star Wars? Yeah. They're doing that. I don't like Star Wars, You're not going to like it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I think it's, I am being like unfairly critical of this show, which is a sequel to a cartoon, you know? Sure, yeah. <laughs> but I know people might even be saying, well, you're not being critical enough, but like, I don't, I don't care ultimately. It's, like I could 
if they were like, yeah, we just cancelled the rest, I'd be like, okay. Like, it'll okay, sure. be all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is your burn notice. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I think that's great. Yeah, I think Sabine's really good. Mm. I think Hera's really good. Like Hera's Mary, really Hera. good. Hera. Okay. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is really good in uh-huh. this. How's like, Chopper? How's my pal Chopper? I don't, know, like, I don't like him. I've never liked him, that's and I shame. don't like him. That's a shame. Yeah. David Tennant robots fun, right. but the Rosario Dawson thing, and I don't even know if it's the performance. It's the, I think it might. It's either the direction or like the, yeah, it's the stoicism of it doesn't work. And I'm not right. the only one who said who said uh-huh. this, but it is intentional. Yeah, right. But you can you kind of can see that people are like, well, she's not like young and like snappy as she used to be. And maybe she's she like, becomes yeah, she snappy was, in the next. Yeah, episode. but like she was like 13 in the. Yeah, yeah. First well, maybe this. Up. Maybe maybe when we see the two characters together and they haven't yeah. been together in a while, maybe she'll get... Maybe it's that thing where, like, like you, you meet like, your... Shut up, Dad. When you, when you see your high school friends again or yeah. whatever, it's like, you're all, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what do you, what's your letter? That. Okay, here's an email from Dave. Dave? Uh, a few people sent this in. Uh, hey, James and Meso, in the latest pod, you guys talked about if comic book movie actors ever went on to write comics of those oh, characters. Oh, we're going to feel this good. I'm glad you brought uh, this up. One six-issue miniseries that actually concluded a week or so ago is Ridley Year One, written by, by Paul Dano with art by Steven Subic. Yeah, I it's heard a this prequel is really to good, the right? film and shows how the Riddler arrived at the point where he's willing to try and destroy Gotham. I think it's a very good book, and the art in particular is absolutely excellent. I've only seen the covers. But yeah, I had no idea this was even out. If I recall, I remember. I remember it happening. In, yeah. in, now that I've been reminded, mm. I remember it perfectly. Uh, if I recall correctly from an interview, Dano was telling Matt Reeves about his ideas on how he imagined the Riddler's life and motivations, and Reeves said they sounded like a great comic book. So he called up Jim Lee, who was the head of DC at the time, yeah. I think, to pitch the idea, and that was that Paul Dano got to write it. Um, there you go. I highly recommend it, and I would hope Paul Dano writes more comics in the future if this is the quality he is capable of. Yeah, Paul Dano seems like a guy who would do like extensive yeah. research on probably both the, the Not comic just, like, book slap character. It out, be like, I could do exactly, this. and get into the mind of the character, which feels like the mm. perfect way to be like, how you know, if you're building an origin story, get right into the mind of the character. Absolutely, and do that. So there you go. Another one that people said was Danny DeVito wrote a. Penguin comic a few years ago. Oh yeah, that's based around it's, Batman Returns. It's like weird and, <laughs> and where the Catwoman falls in love with the Penguin. Yeah, and he's the good guy. Or yeah, something. something. Is it Batman Returns or is it just like the Penguin? Maybe it's just the know. Penguin. I'll never read it, but yeah. uh, that seems interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Dave says, "Can I be the official dude telling you about Ridley Year One via email of the podcast?" You got it. No, we've already got a guy who did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to share it with a bunch of other people. Obviously, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is from Quinton who says. Hi, uh, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. Hi. Hi. I know it's a big ask, but can James recommend some anime for the upcoming content drought? I trust his knowledge. Well, that's the guy who knows everything about anime. Oh, yes. It's obviously hard to narrow anything down, but I would recommend the One Piece live action series. Uh, if you don't know, we oh, have yes. talked about that already. Yeah, yeah, quite recently, I think. Um, I recommend... My memory's not great, but recent, very quite recently. I recommend One Punch Man probably up to about episode two or three of the second season, which is where some people may have stopped. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, that's what I've heard. Uh-huh. That's what I've heard. Why would they have stopped, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Just running out of time? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend Dragon Ball Z, but maybe, like, you skip over a bunch of the Freezer saga because you came in, like, a bit late when it was on TV, and then you mm. went up to the end of the, the Boo saga, and you're aware that it spun off into the GT universe, but you weren't really interested mm. in that. And then they brought What's GT it, stand for? Dragon Troll. And then... Nice. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's I'm the, joking, it's got a real name. That's the season when they realised that they've been mispronouncing Dragon Ball this whole time. <laughs> oh, we thought it was Dragon Ball, but it's Dragon Troll. 
Uh, but that's obviously no longer canon and they started making movies in the Dragon Ball Super Universe and maybe you could go into that, but maybe some people never bothered and they ended it with the Margin Buu saga, which oh, they yeah. saw most of that maybe. Interesting. You know? It's different for everybody. Who's Margin Buu again? He's the pink marshmallow guy. Yeah, I thought it was the pink guy. Yeah. yeah. So those are probably my recommendations. That's great. I reckon you got any? Akira. Oh, yeah. Have seen Akira? Yeah, it's pretty, uh, I mean, that's pretty mainstream. <laughs> I don't know whether I'd go with that, you know, yeah. necessarily. A lot of people have recommended a show called Spy Family. Apparently okay. that's quite good. All right. So I haven't seen any of that. I like some slice of life stuff. Oh, yeah. Where it's just a guy running like a bar or whatever. Oh, yeah. I couldn't name specifically, but something like that, you okay. know. Just where it's like a Roadhouse. Ni- yeah, like a The no- anime. <laughs> yeah, like a nice thing. Oh, up. anime Patrick Swayze. Swy- Can <laughs> oh you imagine that? Oh, my God. Oh, he'd be dreamy. He would be, even more be so, dreamy. maybe. Dreamy. Yeah. So those are my recommendations. Yeah. You got another letter? Here's an email from Joel who says, Welcome to One Piece, I hope. Yeah. Uh, and this is exactly the feedback I'm looking for, James. Is okay. Exactly, exactly the feedback. Exactly. Hey, James and Mason, I'm very excited to welcome you to One Piece if you did indeed cover it in this upcoming episode. We, we did. We did, I think. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It's my favourite series of all time in any medium. I'm assuming he means the, the manga or the yeah. anime, perhaps. So I could talk you off for hours, but I'll try to be brief. One, I have to shill for piecemeal a One Piece book club podcast covering one volume at a time. Interesting. Okay. Um, and they're a mix of the hosts are a mix of veteran and newbie readers, so you get both perspectives. Interesting, just like us. Just like us. Two, if you like the live action, I'd recommend reading the manga. There's so much stuff the live action changed or cut or won't get to for many years of production that may be right up your alleys. Mm, I hear. More fantasy races, crazier characters, and most importantly, an ever-expanding epic of a world <gasps> with a rich history. Yeah. And I, a rich gravy. Yeah, no doubt. Uh I try to three. I try to avoid spoilers if you plan to tackle any more of the series in any form. There's some good bits. I mean, yeah, I uh, would love to, but I don't know whether I will because it's just if I could be real. Interesting. It feels insurmountable, mm. <laughs> you know. But I should. Yeah. But also, I like the live action, so I'm just gonna be like, I'll just wait for this. I guess it's not gonna happen though, is it? Yeah, you're probably right. What do you reckon the odds are? I reckon they'll do at least another one. Yeah, I'm <laughs> serious. Yeah. And then they'll then they'll see. Yeah, mm. I reckon. Yeah, but I re- it's at least two years away. At least. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know. All right. So yeah. anything else? Or? Uh, here's one more email from James. Okay. But not you though. Ah. Hi, James and So he says, ah. "Hello. I've been having a really rough week. I've been super on edge and burned out from pulling multiple twelve-hour days in a row. That sucks. So I can get my work deadlines done in time to go home for a few days for my granddad's funeral. That sucks also. That, those are two things that are bad. It's bad. When's this email going to get fun <laughs> and lighthearted? Uh, due to the stress burnout, I've really been struggling to sleep and switch off my brain, but listening to your old podcast has been a huge help, and it's been great. Uh, it's been so nice to laugh at something. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you we so will. much. We will. We'll uh, try. I just want to, no guarantees. No guarantees, yeah. I just want to shout out uh, Patricia Bo- Bro from the Great Mates group. Patricia Bro. She sent us an email like years ago oh, where yes. she went to uh, Phoenix Comic Con and she represented the shirt. And I love like that. She, she mentioned it again and I ended up finding the email and be like, oh, yeah, no, this is cool, whatever. Anyway, been through a bunch of stuff. Really nice person. Really like great contributor to the group. Oh, Brings yes. great content, Mason, which is I what love we that. want. We know? love content. And, yeah, so I just wanted to shout Patricia out because she just seems uh, really super cool and nice and genuine. So, yeah, thank you for all, like, the years of support, the literal years, nearly a decade, Mason. We're coming up on 500 episodes, which is too many of this show. Many. Yeah. yeah. God. Should wind it back. Should we delete some? Yes. At random? Yeah. No, just like the last 50. Oh, the most recent ones? Yeah. Great, I love that. Great. All right, should we leave it there? Let's leave it there, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We absolutely appreciate it. We're having a grand old time over we'll, here. We'll never stop. We'll, ne- we'll never stop. We might, though. We might. We talked about how we'd stop the other day, didn't yeah, we? that's right. <laughs>
We're not planning on. No. But, but if uh, we did, we've we got, we got an exit strategy, <laughs> yeah. which we'll never reveal until it happens. <laughs> yeah, but no, no plans to do no that. Plans, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, folks, uh, thank you for telling your friends about the podcast because that is primarily how we get new listeners. But also so. thanks for leaving a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. Do it in app. You can't trust like a Spotify or an Apple to promote our podcast. You that's know what I mean? Because yeah. we're not under that umbrella. That's right. So we can people, only trust you, the listener. That's right. So Annoying is, your friends and correct. co-workers. That's right. Like Connor from Wisconsin, maybe, who says Two Tools Podcast. He says, my Two Tools Podcasts are, I look for, that I look for are one, be fun and entertaining, and two, be able to turn on at night and uh, help my ADHD mind focus on something enough to not wander so I can sleep. This is the only podcast that's done that for me in the last seven years now. Thanks, boys. You're very welcome. Thank you, Connor. And this is from D Kenny 54 He says, amazing stuff. Five stars, by the way. Amazing stuff. These fellas have some hot takes that will see the fuzz right off your peaches. I have had a lot of fun listening to these guys, and I even refer to them as my Aussie friends with my wife. She still hasn't figured out that we've never actually met. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you haven't figured out we actually have met. <laughs> we met you, brother. <laughs> no, the James's wife, Claire, is an amazing singer-songwriter. You meet us once on the way up and once on the way down. <laughs> That's right. What? Such a talented family. James, Claire, and their little, and their little baby, Meso. Keep up the great work, folks. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's Mason for you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, uh, if you want to get into contact with us, you go to weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com, yep. Facebook, Twitter, and Bandcamp. You can go to the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates Facebook group. Mm-hmm. You can go to the uh, Weekly Planet Podcast subreddit and Discord. Thank you to Maisie and Sarabi and Fidel for moderating those forums and doing a bunch of other stuff, including the TikToks, yeah, the man. Clips channel, videos, all sorts. They're getting amongst it. I agree. Doing a great job. Uh, if you want to follow some people on the socials first follow our friend Rob Collings who edits this podcast True. does videos keeps everybody updated on all our comings and goings you mm-hmm, can follow mm-hmm. him at Raw Collings on Twitter you can follow him at The Weekly Planet on Twitter you can follow me at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter and Nick Meso on Instagram you're always James on Twitter Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter yep and everywhere else and everywhere else yeah that's correct uh, where there, I've got a, there's a couple of YouTube videos in the works that are you know that aren't caravan of garbage as well. Ooh. I've been trying to do more of that. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Mister Sunday Movies. Chuck in a buck, the proverbial buck, or whatever mm. you can afford. Whatever you wouldn't miss is the That's key right, right exactly. there. Uh, but if you're a big spender, you go to BigSandwich.co. Sign up for the US nine dollars per month. You get bonus podcast, movie commentaries, early videos, video game let's plays, all that good stuff, and free podcast feed every. Thing you could ever want. That's right. So yeah. much stuff up there. One billion hours of it. One billion hours. One billion hours of but it. But the Flash commentary, obviously. Also that, that's the People main People seem thing. to be enjoying We've that. been building up to the Flash commentary, really. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, let me tell you what else. Thank you to the boot and the, the brute. Not the boot. Not the boot. Thank you to your old boot. You're not wrong. <laughs> Wait, are you the old boot? I think I'm the boot. You're the old boot. Well, thank you, old boot. That's nice of you to say. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, thank you to The Brute and The Basilisk and Rackham for all our musical themes. Mm-hmm. You want a T-shirt? You go to tpublic.com. You search you for The Weekly Planet. You want a T-shirt? Yeah. Or other stuff? Maybe a pillow. Get a pillow with our yeah, face a pillow on with it. pillow with our face on it. I yeah. think you'd probably get a pillow. Yeah, that's right. Let your dog sleep on it. That's right. Next week, something? When's the creator Blue out? Beetle? Might be Blue Beetle. I think we're Blue Beetling. Okay. Okay. Great. Love that. Love that for us. guess we should see it. I would like to see it. Yeah. No, see, me too. I want to see how he defeats Red Blue Beetle. <laughs> Probably by building big guns and out of his, and his family. Of his yeah, so he's like he can't do it, but then he remembers his family. Family, that's and right. He does it. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah, I like. That. Or fine. Yep. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. We could just cut and paste what you've said there. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. Take the week off. Take the week off. Yeah. All right, thanks everyone. Grab that, Jimmy, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. 
Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders, about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.